Welcome to the Moms of Truth podcast. Today I am especially excited because it is the one year anniversary of launching the first episode. Today I'm going to do something a little bit different to commemorate this special milestone. I'll be pulling clips from our top three most listened to episodes and also give you a little information on what's next for Moms of Truth. So tomorrow is the actual date of the anniversary and on the Moms of Truth Instagram page, be sure to follow if you aren't, because I'll be releasing our very first family Bible study. I put this together, especially for the one year anniversary, to just be able to celebrate with you by getting something in your hands, a Moms of Truth resource for you and your littles. It is a sample-sized study. You can call it a small teaser of a bigger project that I'm still working on. It will be free for download. The link for it will only be available in our Instagram bio. So check it out on Instagram tomorrow because I cannot wait to show you and give you a hands-on resource from Moms of Truth. All right, so let's jump into some highlights. I am going to start with the third most listened to episode and then work my way down to number one. So our third most listened to is episode 34, How to Biblically Discipline, part three, The Fruitful Methods. This is a four-part series covering all things discipline, starting with examining our own hearts as moms, checking our own intentions, motives, and the way that we see our children, because that affects how we discipline them. Then it goes into understanding our role in parenting, um, partnering with the Holy Spirit, and having a clear goal of the outcome that we desire to achieve through our children in times of discipline? Are we just looking for outward obedience to get through the day? Or do we want to get to the heart of the issue? So part three talks about different things that we can do as parents to correct our children. I do address the issue of spanking in this episode, which is a hot topic and may be the reason it's one of the most listened to. But the bigger picture that I talk about in this episode is to disciple in our times of discipline. So here is a little snippet of episode 34. Okay, so let's talk about the other part of disciplining our children is discipling them. And this is an ongoing thing that that sometimes we also do in punishment. But that aside, discipling them is those moments of biblical instruction, repentance, forgiveness, prayer, guidance. It's developing their ability to discern, to respond to conviction, to exercise self-control. It's making Jesus relevant in our everyday. Discipling them is getting them in the word, helping them to understand their need for salvation and the joy that they have in it that actually helps them overcome things like temptations for greed and anger. The Joy of the Lord is our strength. There are many things that we do in discipling our children. So I'm likely going to make a couple of videos to complement this one and go a little bit more into detail. But I want to circle back to the scripture that actually kicked off this series. It's Proverbs 22:15. 
A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. So I want to ask you, what is the opposite of foolishness? Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. My children need to learn how to crave wisdom, and it's my job to teach them what's written in his word and to trust God that he will be faithful to open up their minds to understand the scriptures and give them a heart to crave righteousness and to call out for wisdom. On to the next. The second most listened to episode is number six, A Place for Fear. This was the very first Moms of Truth series. It was all about fear and just looking at the different ways fear works in our lives, what's healthy and what's not. For most of my life, I always saw fear as the enemy. There was nothing good about it and I needed it out of my life completely. But then God showed me it's actually a gift and he uses it to keep us aligned and walking with him and even to call us out of dangerous situations that can really cause us and others harm. So I'm going to read the description of this episode and then play the clip for you. Are you tired of fear holding you down and keeping you from what you really want to do? Me too. When I finally fell before the Lord, exhausted with fighting fear, he whispered to me, shift your focus. My eyes were set on the wrong kind of fear, the intimidation of darkness. God's word is full of instruction that tells me to fear the Lord, that it is a fountain of life, the beginning of wisdom. It's not about having no fear at all or even fighting hard to overcome it, but rather shifting our focus to fear the one who is sovereign over all the earth. Scripture is full of instruction that tells us to fear the Lord. And in the book of Matthew, Jesus instructs us to fear the one who is sovereign over all. Let me read chapter 10 verses 28 through 31 to you. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's consent. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not be afraid, for you are worth more than many sparrows. Jesus says, if I walk in his ways, if I fear the Lord my God, I will not fall without my father's consent. And I know his plans for me are good. He tells me that I am worthy. And then Jesus proves my worth by dying for me on the cross. So, you know, it's not really that we should live a life of no fear. It's not that we need to fight hard and exhaust ourselves in trying to defeat it. It's that we simply need to remain in reverence of our creator. We simply need to shift our focus. Scripture says the beginning of wisdom is 
the fear of the Lord, says that it is a fountain of life. Fear is meant to keep us in alignment and walking with our almighty God. Fear is designed to be used for good, a beautiful, life-giving, empowering gift from God to keep us in righteous living and secure us in our faith to not be tossed around by the storms of life. Mamas, we serve a big God. And I know I often forget just how big and glorious he is. But you know, it's parts of the Bible like in Revelation that bring me back to a deep place of fearing him, of reverence and awe. All right, our number one most played episode is number seven, Fully Filled for Motherhood. This is the first part of a self-care series. I share my own personal struggle with taking care of myself as a busy mom, but also encourage you with the truth that we don't have to wait until we are overwhelmed and stretched thin. We can and should intentionally walk with Christ daily, moment by moment, letting him give us our daily bread so that we can be what he wants us to be for the children that we've been given. So here is the final clip for today. Mama, if you are like I once was and having a hard time getting yourself in the word, let me tell you one other thing that I had to do along with developing a sense of value for it. And that was to break up with the lie that I didn't have the time. And what's divine about that for me is I did it through the word of God. Proverbs 16.3 has actually become one of my life scriptures, something that is a staple in my walk, something I always find myself coming back to. And it's simple. It says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. When I am willing to put God first in my life, he works in it. For me, this scripture was a revelation of freedom to let go of control, of focusing so intently on the millions of plans and to-do lists I had set before me, trying to just do everything myself from my own strength, from my own wisdom, and prioritizing what I thought was most important and what, and what needed to happen to raise the kind of kids that I wanted to see as adults. But as I developed an obedience that started with a willingness to commit my actions, to commit my thoughts, to commit my time, my heart, to commit my children and the way I spoke to them, to commit my marriage and every part of my life, to commit it to him, to honor him, then my plans would succeed. That is the promise in his word. So my vision for my kids, my goals and plans for life would start and come to fruition by first being in his word and learning how to honor him with my actions. 
I hope you enjoyed those flashback highlights. It has been really fun for me to look back and just see how much the Holy Spirit has grown and shaped this ministry. And I look to the future with great excitement. So what is next for Moms of Truth? I am happy to share with you the things that I know he is moving this ministry towards. However, please keep in mind, I don't have a specific timeline marked out for these things. I will be looking into becoming a nonprofit organization. There are a number of things that have to get paid for in order to sustain this ministry. And as it grows, which it has, there will be more of that. So becoming a nonprofit will allow those of you who love Moms of Truth to support it in a monetary way if you so choose to. Also, I will be working to get you some hands-on resources. And as I said earlier, our first completely free seven-day family study will release tomorrow. It will be available again through the link on our Instagram bio. I'm hoping to finish the full study version of that giveaway as soon as I can, but also be able to put together more free resources to get in your hands for you and your family to walk through. The last thing that Moms of Truth will be working on is a website. As more and more hands-on content is produced and the audience grows, I know that a website is needed for a place to get those resources, to find out more about who Moms of Truth is, what the ministry is doing, and what it has to offer. So I would really, really appreciate your prayers for all of those things that are to come for this ministry. So next week, I am going to be finishing up the series of When Siblings Argue. We'll be talking about what forgiveness looks like in our homes and why it's important for us to train our children to do more than just say, I'm sorry. Make sure to tune in and don't forget to get your hands on our very first family study available tomorrow. Until next week, teach them truth, train them up, and trust God through it all.